everybody, this is Justin Michael Williams with Motivation for Black People, giving you trusted guidance to make your life better. And this is hands down the most uh, personal thing I've ever I've ever shared on this podcast. And so um, I thank you for holding space really for me. Um, and as we hold space for each other here to be vulnerable and to share. And what I'm going to talk about on this episode is something that has completely and and when I tell you completely, I mean completely transformed my entire life over the last couple of years. And it's something that I'm very comfortable talking about um, in front of my friends and family and people that I love, but it's not something that I've spoken really publicly on before up until now. Um, and it's about celibacy, <laughs> sobriety, in, and giving up our vices so that we can prioritize our connection to spirit. And I don't care if you're religious or not or whatever, I'm talking about your connection to your higher self. And I want to start out here by saying right off the top that I'm not saying that alcohol is bad. I'm not saying that sex is bad. Sex is amazing. I'm not saying that drugs, even in certain contexts, are bad. I'm not saying that weed is bad. I'm not saying that any of this stuff is bad. Nothing, nothing is inherently toxic. But what we have to pay attention to is how are our habits, how are the things that we're choosing to do and the things we're engaging with, especially when it comes to substances, how are they affecting our connection to our highest self? How are they affecting our connection to spirit? And this is what I look at. I think about all of my ancestors and all of my guides Literally, when I close my eyes, I imagine them handing this beautiful crystal ball to me of energy. And this crystal ball of energy holds all the gifts that I'm to bring into this world in this life. It holds my book deal. It holds my album. It holds all the things that I have the power and potential and possibility to do and accomplish. And not just do and accomplish, but my possibility to serve this planet with my gifts and my skills. So here they are handing it to me saying, go, Justin, I'm giving you this opportunity that is your life. And I ask this question, how can I honor that gift? How can I honor this sacred gift and opportunity that is my life that I am being given and gifted every day to show up and serve? And so this question a couple years ago led me to a a really important moment. So every year on New Year's, I do an experiment with myself and I usually give up something um, that I I try to see how it has an effect on my life for that year. And I usually will write about it or or just really see, see like an experiment, what it would be like to, to take something out of my life. And so one year I did porn, which was fucking amazing I gave up porn and that was like five years ago and I've never looked back and for those of you guys who are like going oh my god and your eyebrows are raising up like literally do a google search on porn and your brain I think one of the things that's going to happen in our world is 50 years from now they're going to look back and say porn was one of the things that went under the radar that was one of the most damaging things for the human brain it affects us in so many ways that you can't even imagine outside of our sex life so I gave up porn, and but what happened one year 
was I was sitting down. This was the year after I gave up porn. And I was like, I can't think of anything to give up. And in my mind, what every time I sat down to meditate, what would come up is alcohol. Give up alcohol, give up alcohol. And I was like, but why? I was like, I don't really drink that much. Like I drink like a like a normal person, right? I would get fucked up every once in a while when I went out to the club or to a birthday party or to my friend, like out for something special. Otherwise, I would just have a glass of wine every once in a while at dinner. I wasn't even like a glass of wine every night kind of person. But you know, if I was going on a date or having a little hookup, or, you know, something I would drink. I think like normal. And so I was like, but why do I need to give up alcohol? Like I don't really use or alcohol that much at all. But the message kept coming, clear, 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 give up alcohol. So I said, okay, and I gave it up. And it lasted for about a couple months, which was unusual for me because normally every year I give up something for a whole year committedly. But it lasted for a couple months until my birthday, which is in February. I'm a Pisces, by the way. (laughs) So I gave up alcohol and in February for my birthday, I drank again. And then about two weeks later, and I had been drinking for those couple weeks, I was like, okay, no big deal, I'll drink. I had a phone call with one of my spiritual mentors, and it's a woman named um, Brenda Via. And she does intuitive counseling and and a lot of really amazing stuff and has helped me through some big moments in my life. So I just had a, a reading and a session scheduled with her. And the first thing she said Like, I'm not even kidding. She picked up the phone. I didn't talk to her in about six months. The first thing she said when she picked up the phone, she goes, I go, hello? She goes, Justin, your guides are here and they're telling me, what the fuck are you doing drinking? They said that they made it clear to you that you shouldn't be drinking. And I was blown away because I hadn't told her anything about drinking or anything. And it was the first sentence she said on the phone. And I was like, but why? Like, why can't I drink? I don't even drink that much. And she said very clearly and very softly, she said, Justin, you right now are giving birth to a new part of your life, a whole new chapter in your life. And there is a reason why women don't drink when they're pregnant. It's because it affects the child. It affects the idea. It affects its formation process and its ability to mature to its highest state. And not only that, it creates static in your connection to spirit. So when she said that line, I got it. She said it creates static in your connection. And right now, I need you clear. You need to be so clear that you know every decision that you're making is in alignment with your highest good. You need to be so clear that creative ideas are flowing and downloading through you. You need to be so clear that when you look around and people are starting to form around you and you're starting to attract different people around you in your business and in your life, you know who's good and who's bad, who's lying, who really has your best interest in mind, and who's really trying to sabotage you from behind, and who's talking shit behind your back. You need to know intuitively, and you don't even have one more morning that you can let go of because you're a little hungover. I need you clear every hour of every day that you can possible. And when she said that, it just woke something up inside of me. So first of all, I thought, all right, yo, Justin, if you don't listen to this now, you're stupid because you had the idea, you didn't listen, and now it's coming to you from your guides to someone else. You better Listen, and I was in a pivotal moment in my life then. I was just getting ready to record and put out my first album of music. I was writing all my songs. I was changing my career 
completely. And for those of you who might know this, I had a a pretty big career in marketing, and then I shifted to doing motivational speaking and music mixed together. But this was in the early days of when I was first igniting that passion. And we all have these moments. We all have these moments when we feel our creativity coming alive, when we actually wake up and listen to the whispers of that spark that have been trying to get our attention for all these years to do that damn thing on this planet and in this life that we know we were put here to do. We all have those moments. But oftentimes those moments get numbed out by the alcohol and by the caffeine and by the sex and by the drugs and by the weed and all the stuff that we're doing to try to make us feel better. But this is what I'm going to say. Sometimes when you're growing into that version of yourself that you need to become, it doesn't always feel good. Sometimes it feels lonely. Sometimes it feels sad. Sometimes you feel isolated. Sometimes you feel confused. And sometimes you need to feel all of those challenging emotions so that you can grow out of the comfort zone that you've been in for your entire life. And so if you're constantly engaging in your drinking and your vices and your sex and your hookup apps and all this kind of stuff, you keep yourself comfortably numb. Comfortably numb in a comfort zone that keeps you stuck in complacency. So, whew, this got me a little fired up, you know? And, and this is something that I'm really passionate about because when people look at me, right, and you look at my social media and you look at these things and people are saying, oh, have you had all these successes in your life? And I am grateful to say I've had many successes. I've had a, a top 20 album. My album debuted in the top 20 which is crazy for an independent artist. That's like unheard of. This podcast is being listened to by tens of thousands of people in over 30 countries around the world every month. I've spoken on huge stages, gotten featured by Billboard, South by Southwest. I'm not saying this shit to brag. I'm saying this because people ask me, how did you do this? How did you do this? And it's not just that I've done all the love and the peace and the light. I've done all that. I really have. I I keep my mindset on point. I do gratitude. I do all those practices. But at the same time, The other half of it that people don't like to talk about is I've had those moments in my bed alone, looking at my phone, feeling like, God, why are other people there and I'm not there yet? Why am I not there yet? I've had those moments when I'm looking at all my friends having these fabulous vacations and doing these amazing things and I'm in my house by myself writing, doing the work. Why am I not there yet? I've had to really, the other half of success is doing the deep work on your shadow so you can figure out how to unlock and release the things that are controlling your life from the background without you even knowing it. And so I gave up drinking and that was, God, two years ago. And about I don't know, a year later or so, and and it was incredible. I mean, once I really committed to it, you know, and it takes a little while for, for the drinking and the, the clarity to get into your system. Some people give up drinking for a month or for two weeks or for something like that. That's not enough. Check this out, actually. This is really interesting. So in the Native American tradition, this is so fascinating to me. My friend um, Ray Zaragoza told me about this. So in the Native American tradition, when you drink alcohol, they say that if you black out drunk or if you drink any alcohol, that your spirit actually leaves your body and it doesn't come back for 14 days. And this is why when like they were doing all the marching at the Dakota Access Pipeline or any Native American thing that you go to, 
um, you're not allowed to have alcohol for 14 days before you go stand up to try to serve and be. And one of the big reasons why alcohol is called spirits is because it affects your spirit. It, and when they say your spirit leaves your body when you black out, I want you to think about this. Like, you never smoke so much weed that you don't remember something. You never do too much of any other drug and don't remember what you're doing. Every drug, every substance, coffee, everything that you do, you always still remember what you're doing. But when you black out drunk, you don't remember shit. And that's because they say in the Native American tradition that the spirit actually leaves your body. And so my point of this is not to like, promote sobriety because for some people a glass of wine every night is fine right but you have to check in what is this for what am I using it to cover up what am I using it to band-aid instead of letting this wound actually heal and I know sometimes it hurts the healing process hurts right to rip those band-aids off and so you know just continuing I gave up alcohol and then you know then I gave up weed because I started seeing like wow okay I gave up this one thing and it's had such a big impact on my life. What would it be like if I give up something else? And so I added a weed. Then I added, it's so funny, the third thing that I added was like other substances, which I won't name here, you know, gave those up. And then this was the biggest thing. This is like, this has been one of the hugest transformational moments for me in my entire life. I will actually genuinely with confidence say that these last nine months or this last year has felt like an initiation to me with this thing that I gave up that has actually brought me from being a boy into being a man. It was my real initiation and rite of passage. And that was this past year for the last, God, nine months as the fact that I'm recording this episode was giving up sex. Yes, sex and not just sex but I haven't kissed anybody I ain't cuddled with anybody I have like drawn all my creative energy inward and let me explain to you why again sex is not bad sex is beautiful it's one of the most divine forms of human connection and I will absolutely be fucking somebody again (laughs) but (laughs) what happened was back to Brenda spiritual counselor that I talked about a little earlier I had, again, I have a reading scheduled with her every six months, just regularly. And I had just signed my book deal in uh, July of 2018. And it was a big, I signed a pretty big book deal for my book that's coming out in uh, February 2020. And I was just getting ready to write my book. And I went to get a reading from Brenda and we get started. And she said, wow, Justin, like, it really looks like over the last couple of years, You've done a lot of work releasing all the things that are creating static in your connection. You seem so clear and you've done so much good work, but you have left out the one most distracting thing of all. And when she said that, I was like, what could she possibly be talking about? I don't watch porn. I don't have alcohol. I don't have weed. I don't know drugs. I gave up caffeine. What could be left? She looks at me and she goes, boys and sex and I almost fell back into my chair y'all I was like what like do you want me to join the convent am I supposed to be a nun like what are you talking about and she goes this is your most distracting thing of all you're up late at night texting and sexting 
You have all these ideas of things going on. And I have to admit, it was fun. It's fun. Like, you know, having my life play out like an episode of Sex in the City or Noah's Ark, you know, and talking with all my friends about brunch and boys and sex and the occasional girl that would pop into the picture for me and, you know, all that. It was fun. And everybody around me, when I talked about the idea of celibacy, they were like, no, dude, you're like 30 years old. This is the time of your life. You're supposed to be having fun. You're supposed to be having sex because it's connection, because it's fun, because this is what you're supposed to be doing, right? Wrong. I was using sex I'm being so honest and hooking up and dating to cover up this deep seated wound in myself that said that I'm not enough. That if I had sex with people who were attractive enough, then that means that I was attractive. If I hooked up with enough people, then that means that I was worthy and that I would be validated. And all the swiping and liking and texting and DMing and the late night hookups and all this kind of stuff was really, and and oftentimes happening with people, to be honest with you, that I didn't even really like all that much, right? And you know this. It's like, oh, well, they're cute, but oh, they're kind of, you know, like this and that. People who I didn't even really resonate with. Like I work so hard to keep my vibe elevated. Meanwhile, I'm letting people have my body into my body who I don't even really think they're good, good, like amazing people. Like, how is that possible, you know? So, God, it feels so vulnerable to share this on on a recording, but I, I'm just giving it to you guys like I, I would talk to one of my friends. And it's just like, I had to look at myself and go, Justin, why are you doing that? Like, why are you doing this? And Brenda, again, talked about, I just signed this book deal. And she said, for you to have this book be what you want it to be in the world, what you actually really want it to be in the world, you need all your creative energy, all of it. And so she said, I need you celibate for at least six months. And I looked at her and I said, well, when do I start? Can I go home for a week and like wrap up a few things before I begin? She goes, it's a full moon. I want you to start today. And I was just like, oh my God. But I knew she was right because here's the deal. Sexual energy is one of the most powerful energies in the entire universe. Sexual energy is creation. Creation. This is the energy that we use to create. And in every spiritual tradition, from tarot cards to tantra, Christianity, and beyond, every tradition, sex, creativity, passion, and creation are all tied to the same energy. When you pull a tarot card... The cards that are related to fire are all related to those same things, passion, creativity, sex, and creation. And so the way Brenda described it to me that was amazing is just we all have a limited amount of energy. We have a limited amount of creative energy that we get to use every day, and we sprinkle it around on lots of different things. And most of us have these creative projects, and we're wondering why why they're not getting to the place that we want them to be while they're not growing fast enough, while we're not there yet. But the reason why is because we're leaking all of our creative energy in these DMs and these messages and these text messages and these hookup apps and these dates and these swipes and all this grinders and tinders and jacked and whatever else you go on. We're leaking our energy. And so when we go to do our creative projects, we don't even know what our full creative energy feels like because we're busy letting it out. 
we're busy releasing it for other people. And so what Brenda said to me in that moment was she goes, I don't even really want you using the word celibacy. What I want you to think about is you are redirecting, you are redirecting your creative energy toward a higher purpose right now. Redirecting. And that really stuck with me because celibacy felt like a restriction. It felt like I was putting like a cap on me, like I was, I was limiting and pushing something down. But this redirection meant I could still have all my sexual energy and my attraction and my charge and my magnetism running through me. But instead of me using it on the beautiful, beautiful black man with big lips at the party, I could use it for my creativity and my projects and connecting with people in a deep and intimate way outside of sex. And so this was an awakening for me. This was a huge awakening for me. And you're listening to a dude right here who lost his virginity, I mean like full-on virginity at 14, but I had, God, I mean, started doing sexual things with boys when I was like, nine I mean literally like a little kid I mean I know most kids like play around but I definitely was taking it further than that you know and had been hooking up with men and women and was in the closet and was had all this like shadow and shame and guilt around my sexuality as a child I had so much shame around it because I was in the closet and I was ashamed but I had girlfriends and I liked girls but I wasn't sure if I liked boys there was so much around it and here like my whole sexual life had been built on that foundation. And anytime we have something going on in our lives, like if we're eating unhealthy, we do a detox, right? If our homes are messy, we, we cleanse and release. So how come I hadn't done a, a detox on my sexuality yet? I had been building my adult sex life on these childhood wounds. And so I gave it up. And this was a big deal for me, you know, being a 30-something, I'm 31 now, a uh, year-old guy living in Hollywood, you know, and it was a big deal. And I have to tell you, I, I, I literally cannot describe to you the transformation that has unfolded in my fucking life since this moment. It has been the biggest awakening for me. It has shown me the ways that I've used my sexuality and my sexual energy to get things from people or to keep people close. It has shown me the friends and people who were only in my life because they thought they were going to get it, even though I thought they were my friends. It has shown me really the people who I really cared about and didn't care about because our sexual energy is strong and it will confuse you into thinking you love somebody or you care about somebody or you like somebody when really you just want to get the, get the D, you know? And that is, it is blinding. And it is creates so much static in our lives and most importantly, in our connection to spirit. <sighs> I'm just taking a breath right now to really feel into what I want to say to you here. So the thing that I want to share most from this experience is not to shame you or not to make you feel bad about any of the things that you do. Because like I said in the beginning of this episode, nothing is inherently toxic. There are many drugs that are used for healing and ceremony. There are caffeine for some people is amazing, right? Alcohol for some people is great. But what I want you to think about is who are you underneath all the alcohol 
that makes you comfortable in settings where you are, you know, not feeling socially acceptable? Who are you under all the substances that make you more and the stimulants that make you more and all the sedatives that make you less? Who are you under the haze of all that weed that makes you more creative, quote unquote, and more social? Who are you underneath all of those vices? What if that person underneath is enough? What if you don't need a stimulant to make you more or another substance to make you less? What if you don't need it? And I understand that some people need it for real medical reasons, but most of us don't. Most of us are band-aiding and running from our difficult emotions so that we avoid feeling them. Because those difficult emotions, they're hard. I get it. They're hard. But if I've learned anything in my life, and I've done lots of stuff, y'all. I've done therapy. I've done shadow work. I've done plant medicine ceremonies. I've done I meditate. I've done all of it, right? If I've learned anything, it's that our growth can only happen when we face those shadows, when we face those things that are controlling our life without us even knowing it, when we turn toward our pain, when we turn toward our mess, this is something that, something that science has actually proven. Science has actually proven that facing our difficult moments actually gives us wisdom. So we can't keep running. Don't keep running. This is your time. We can't waste time. This is this one life that we have to live. And I challenge you right now, my challenge to you on this episode is to think about it, to look at your life and think about the things that you're doing that are holding you back from becoming the person you know you were put on this fucking earth to be. Because I know it's more than where you are right now. And you know it. And you feel it inside. You feel it inside. Every once in a while, you close your eyes and you can see it. You can imagine it. But then we start moving towards it and we get afraid and we're uncomfortable. And that discomfort is what we have to sit through and grow through to evolve and elevate our vibration to the highest heights that we can get to, to become the people that we know we were put on this earth to be, the person that you know you were put on this earth to be. And I'm not talking about being famous. I'm not talking about all that. I'm talking about for your family, for your community, but most importantly, for yourself. So that when you look back on your life, when that inevitable moment, inevitable moment of death comes, it's coming for all of us, right? And this is not to scare you. This is just being real, right? None of us are making it out of here alive. When that moment comes, you don't look back on your life and say, damn, what if I would have went a little bit further? So I'm sharing this with you in hopes that it will inspire you and I challenge you to look at the things that are happening. And this is the way that I handle everything. And this would be my recommendation to you. Pick one thing, just one. If you pick too many, it becomes too overwhelming in your life. Pick one thing that you want to give up, one habit that you want to release, and it can be anything, okay? And then you set a number of days that you commit to releasing it. And I want you to set a number of days that feels like a stretch. Like when Brenda told me six months, I was like, oh my God, that's a long time, right? I was like, three months I could do, six months, I don't know. Do something that stretches you because that's where the real growth comes, okay? So go a little bit further, and then put a day on your calendar. I need you to actually like, once you do it, take out your phone, 
mark your calendar and set an alarm and pick a day on your calendar. And on that day, you do a check-in. You block out an hour of your time on your lunch break or in the morning when you wake up after you meditate or at night before you go to sleep and commit to journaling about what you've learned in this process. Commit to it. Because if you don't commit to that time of reflection, you'll just be thinking about things as you go and you won't, you won't have sat down and really understood the variety of changes that have come from it. And so when you sit down to journal, the questions that I ask myself are, what have I learned about myself in this process? What have I learned about other people in this process? What has to change about me? And then this is the most important question. What do I want to keep with me as I move on into my life? And what do I want to let go of? And so for me, when the celibacy thing came to an end, the six months passed on, on February 1st, um, I said, I'm not done yet. And I was shocked. I would have, y'all, I would have never guessed that I would keep going. I was like, I'm not done yet. I'm healing so much. I'm growing so much. I went back into therapy to like heal from some sexual trauma when I was younger. I, I've started to really understand why I've fallen into the same patterns with relationships and sex where I'm constantly... Um, not satisfied in all of my relationships. Like I've started to understand why that's happening. And that took like the whole first six months, <laughs> you know? So I was like, I'm not done yet. I'm going to keep going and see how much more I can milk. <laughs> I can milk out of this. And so that's my recommendation to you. So just to recap in a very quick way, number one is pick one thing. And that's important. Don't pick two. Even if you think you're an overachiever, don't pick two. One thing so you can really commit to it and see like any experiment. When you change just one variable, then you know that that's the thing that's changed in your life. If you pick too many things, you don't know what's working and what's not and what's having an effect and what's impacting what. So anyway, saying it quickly, pick one thing that you want to give up. Pick a set number of days that you're going to give up that thing for. My recommendation is no minimum, no less than 40 days. The minimum is 40 days, okay? But pick something that stretches you. Then mark your calendar for a date that you're going to evaluate and review. And then journal and ask yourself all the important questions. Most specifically, what have you learned about yourself? What have you learned about other people? What do you want to keep from this process and experiment? And what do you want to let go of or change? And once you do that, you will see how much magic unfolds in your life. I would love, this, this would be my greatest wish right now. If you're listening to this episode and you're deciding to give up something, I would love it if you popped over to my Instagram and commented on any of my posts or even sent me a DM and tell me what you are giving up. I love to see who's in this with me. There's something really powerful that comes when we do this in community. And so you can go to my Instagram. It's at we just will. That's W-E-J-U-S-T. W-I-L-L, We Just Will for Justin Williams. And um, just leave me a comment and I'll see you. Tag me so I see you. Leave a DM. I see you. I, I always follow everybody back. So if you follow me, I'll follow you back. I'm not one of these snobby people who, who don't follow anybody. Um, but most importantly, I just want you to, whether you follow or not, I want you to comment and let me know what you're giving up so that we can see we're in this together. And if you really want to take this shit to the next level, invite somebody you care about in your life to do this with you. Um, because there's nothing more magical than being able to go through this process with somebody so you don't have to feel like you're doing it all alone. <sighs> God, it feels so good to have that out into the world. Uh, thank you for 
for holding space for me uh, to share so vulnerably with you all. Uh, I thank you for honoring yourself and for taking the time out of your day and out of your schedule to listen to these episodes. I know there's so much you can be doing in your life right now. And so it is an honor and a privilege that I do not take for granted that you even allow me into your ears for these 30 minutes of your day. They're 30 minutes that you will never get back. And I hope they're 30 minutes that was fulfilling and life-giving for you. Thank you so much. If you haven't done so already, I invite you to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you're listening and leave a comment um, and rate this episode that helps more people see this podcast and we're able to spread the love far and wide around the world. This has been Justin Michael Williams. I love you. I thank you. I honor you. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Mwah.